Welcome to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast. This is the last episode of season one. And I got a special, special, special episode for you. Before I really get into it, I just want to say a few words. One, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate all the love and support through 20 episodes. It all started with Just a Dream on November 25th, 2015. And now we're looking at it. And we have over, over 10,000 downloads. And that's just via SoundCloud. So we're probably like 15 to 20 if you work around in iTunes and whatnot. And that's that's just incredible. I couldn't imagine the amount of support I would get from um, people all across the country. All across the world. And over 18 different countries. I'm talking about Ghana, South Africa, Britain. I mean, I'm getting emails from all over the country about people that are getting empowered and inspired through the stories of others. So, thank you so, 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 so much, man. I can't wait to share season two. I'm excited for it. But I ain't going to do too much rambling because this show is one for the books. Like, I'm telling you, this show is one for the books. All straight core, all straight facts, no fluff. And I just wanted to kind of share some real things that transpired over season one. I brought in a special guest and we're going to flip the show a little bit. You're going to see how we're going to do it in a minute. A um, couple housekeeping things. I know if you're listening right now, if this is your first podcast, I need you to go back. And if you enjoy it, I need you to go back and listen to all the rest, right? We're on iTunes, on SoundCloud. If this is not your first podcast, if you have not rated this podcast, please stop the recording, go to iTunes, and leave a review. Second, if you enjoy this content, please share it too with your friends, man. Share it too with a with one, at least one friend. Like, hey, check this out. And um, that's all I really need. So thank y'all so much. We about to jump right in to the final episode. And thank y'all for rocking with me a whole freaking season, man, from dream to reality to flourishing. All right, so let's jump into the show. What's going on, people? This is Travis P. Jackson, the CEO and founder of HBCU Pride Nation. And I have the greatest opportunity to host the last episode of the Minority Trailblazer podcast. Tonight's guest is the Coastal Change Agency himself mr greg e hill what's going on greg what's going on man what's going on how you doing i'm good man um had a long day but you know with, with god's willpower i made it through um and just just up doing some work man so i appreciate the opportunity to host your your the last episode of your podcast Already, already. And if you could, even before you begin, man, can you tell the audience a little bit about HBCU Pride Nation? Because I know you were early on the podcast, but since then, we got more subscribers, more followers. And I wanted to make sure before we even get into the show that they know what you stand for and what you're all about. Okay, so as, as stated before, I am the CEO and founder of HBCU Pride Nation, in which I call the most impactful HBCU brand in the country. What we do, we promote the significance and importance of historically black colleges and universities in an effort to increase the positive awareness as well as the enrollment of HBCU institutions. And really, at the end of the day, it is to um, make sure that these kids understand where they come from, make these kids understand that most of the African-American pioneers that paved the way for, for us today um, graduated from HBCU, such as Martin Luther, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., 
uh, Rosa Parks, uh, Nikki Giovanni, Thurgood Marshall, etc. We do marketing, we do PR, social media campaigns, uh, retail. How, however much, whatever is really needed within the HBCU space, HBCU Pride Nation is that premier one-stop shop. Um, and since we got, since we did our podcast, HBCU Pride Nation has started doing a lot more traveling. We just got back from Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama for the SIAC tournament, which was very great. Um, I think when we first did our podcast, we was around about 40,000 to about 50,000. But now, mm-hmm. now uh, we're at 62,000. Um, so it's always about increase, man. But but mm-hmm. enough about me. Let's talk about the man behind this this Minority Trailblazer podcast. So I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you information about my brother Greg E Hill. Greg E Hill is from Durham, North Carolina, as well as I am. You know, nine one nine Bull City <laughs> all, all day. And Greg started his first business while attending high school at Riverside. He had a team of eight individuals selling sodas, which netted him over $120 a day. Greg is also a proud graduate of the illustrious North Carolina A&T State University, where he pledged the Beta Epsilon period chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. This is where he launched his second business, Join Me Entertainment, which he grossed over $100,000 during his four years in existence. Very experience landed him the opportunity to work under former mayor of Greensboro, Yvonne Johnson. Yvonne Johnson was always a mother to Aggies, a mother to Benny Bells, and she mm-hmm. always loved being on campus and working with us. Greg has worked for three Fortune 500 companies. Greg is also an author, a motivational speaker, and the whole Minority Trailblazer podcast. Most importantly, Greg is the son of John and Bessie White. So please join me in welcoming Greg E. Hill, the culture change agent to the Minority Trailblazer podcast. Oh man, that's crazy, man! It's, it's like I I I do it all the time, and it's I'm on the show. I'm finally made it. We finally <laughs> here, yo! I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. What's good, man? It's good. It's good. So great, yo! What we're gonna do, as you always do, we're gonna talk about your past, your present, your future, and also the the rapid fire round. So what I want to start off with is. I know you always do your favorite quotes, mm-hmm. but I want you to, a quote from someone else that you live by. And I know that you're an author, so I want you to do a quote that you created. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the first quote I'm going to say, it's a quote that, um, because it's my, it's my last episode of the season, so I really want to share some, some real stuff. And it says, it's better to know and be disappointed than to never know and always wonder. Mm-hmm. And the reason why this is a, a quote that I live by, and I'm gonna be 110% honest. I, and it's, I'm only gonna share this with people that listen to this podcast. I'm not gonna put it on Instagram. I'm not gonna put it on social media. But tomorrow, and today is March 23rd. On March 25th, that will be my last day working. Um, I work at Duke. It will be my last day working at Duke, and I will be going back into the full-time speaker, 
full-time blogger, full-time author, full-time again. So I'm quitting my job. I'm leaving my job on the 25th of March. And I haven't told anybody this, anybody, but my close friends. And the reason I, I chose this avenue to share it, and I won't put it on social media, it won't be like, hey, guys, I quit. It's just for my core listeners, the core people that have been riding with this episode and been riding with the podcast since day one because it's all about, I don't want to think about what if I would have left and did this? What if I would have did this? Like, nah, I don't live like that. And I think I'm mature enough to to understand the consequences and things that are going to come from this. Like, I mean, it's, it's getting to the real mode, but I want to live by what I preach. And I've been so inspired by the guests that I've had in the show. So inspired by the things that, that, I mean, honestly, I'm religious. So God has put on my plate over the last six months to a year. And I'm encouraged to start now and to live by exactly what I say. So that's how I it, apply it to my each and every day life because I mean that's that's what I live by so that's the quote from the offer and I'll get into uh, my, my my rationale for that during the show so my own quote my own quote my own quote um mm, that's a good one that's a good one my own quote that I shared a couple weeks ago when I was talking to some students shout out to Overhills High School and my quote is simple stop dreaming start doing mm-hmm. Straight like that. Like somebody say, hey, Greg, I got this idea. I got this dream. I say, stop it. Don't 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 talk to me about no ideas. Don't talk to me about no dreams. Just start doing it. And how do I live by that in my daily life? You asked me earlier about my time at Riverside. I came to Riverside High School. My mom gave me two dollars for lunch money. And I was like, Mom, I'm six foot three. I'm six foot three now. I was six foot three in ninth grade. I thought I was about to be like seven foot, go to the league. I said, Mom, I'm six three. You gonna give me two dollars a day for lunch. What am I gonna do with this? So what I do, right? Yeah. I started selling sodas. And it just started with me, and then it evolved to eight people selling sodas, and I was making $120 a day in high school doing that. And that evolved into me selling polos before I went to North Carolina A&T. By the time I came in A&T, I held $5,000 by selling polos, so I've always been a believer and a dreamer. But I said, no, I'm not going to wait for somebody to give me a stamp of approval. I always started now, and that's how I live by that quote, brother. Man, that is that is so powerful, man. Because a lot of people, a lot of people don't go after what they are truly supposed to do because they think about it too much. And I always mm-hmm. tell people, if you never try, you'll always fail. But if mm-hmm. you try, you'll succeed, even when everything don't work out. Because it mm-hmm. it, it 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 it's a hurting feeling when. It's always in the back of your mind, and you never you never use what God gave you in order to catapult yourself into a different situation. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I definitely understand that, man. So let's get into, into your personal background. Mm-hmm. How did you discover your talent? Man, man, that's a that's a great question, and um, and even before I get into that, and I want us to vibe together on this because before we. Dude, before we even get into the show, we want to let the audience member know kind of what we want to get out of this show. Okay. Like the reason why I brought Travis to this podcast is one, he's an Aggie like myself. So I said, I'm going to close out the episode with a fellow Aggie. Aggie Pratt. And plus, we just want to, to showcase by our stories, but also through this episode, the importance of starting where you're at and continuing through no matter the obstacles. 
Like exactly. this is for those that are out there that are on the line that had his dream, but are, but are standing on the sideline or have this dream and they're working on it, but they're not all in. Like this is only for those that want to take whatever they're doing to the next level and just open a new ideas, new thought process. And we're going to share my story, but also Travis going to add impact by the end of this podcast. I want you to go whatever you're doing. I don't care if you're working at Walmart. I don't care if you're a CEO. I don't care what you're doing to commit to going all in because that's what I do each and every day. And that's what Travis P. Jackson does each and every day. So I just want to kind of set the tone for this podcast right now. Let's go. Let's go, man. So um, with, with, with me, it's very important to go all in every single day because, you know, at any at any time of the day, Everything that you've been blessed with can be taken away from you so fast. And mm. you have to realize that it takes time to build up, but it takes no time in order to fail. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then when, when you start talking about the sidelines, man, I came up with a quote that fast. There are too many MVPs on the sidelines. And it's, it's mm. not enough people that's using their God-given talent in order to change their, their, their situations in order to change their lifestyles. And it's too many people that stuck in, in their back then and not enough people invested in their now. Um, and one thing and one thing that we have to do, which I thought about this morning, is we have to stop eliminating God's chess moves with our checker moves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's crazy because it's so easy to play, play checkers. Like all you gotta do is go diagonally, and and once you get to the end of the board, you become a king. But that's not how life is, man. Like God, God plays chess with each and every one of us. And the thing about chess is you have different pieces, and we have to we have to strategically move in different directions and continue to win the game of life. So my question, my question to you, and the power that you have is. What would you tell yourself knowing what you know now five years ago? That's a uh, that's a good question, man. And I guess I'll start by by sharing sharing my story and then kind of at the end saying like, yo, this is my come to Jesus moment. Like so uh, when I started the show, I told the audience that I mean, he read my bio high school selling sodas, $120 a day. Um, college, went to A&T, Aggie Pride, and I was able to pledge the Beta Epsilon Chapter, Alpha File Fraternity Incorporated, started a corporate co- a company called Joint Entertainment. We did that. That was great. Made over $100,000 in four years. Of course, I say grossed. That means we spent a lot, and Trav can talk to that ad nauseum about you can make a lot of money, but if you're spending a lot on the events and venues and all that other stuff, you can lose a lot of money as well. So, yeah. But um, that was a great experience, but the core of my journey and what changed my life was really at the tail end of Joy Man Entertainment. So I'm just gonna go right deep, deep dive. Like what, what, what created um, the momentum and the person I am today was uh, Joy Man Entertainment. I, I grew up single parent household um, for the for the for the, for the first half of my life, me and my mother. And then um, I had a dad, John White, that came in, gave me the discipline, gave me the gave me a lot of tools to be a man, but. I never really got hit by life. Like I, I didn't make a lot of money, or my parents didn't have a lot of money growing up. I never had flashy clothes or whatnot, but I never went without. So, 
Go fast forward to ANT. I'm talking about I got a 3.7 GPA. I got multiple internships, Johnson Johnson, General Electric. I'm making money. I'm interning for the mayor. I thought I knew everything. This is going into my senior year of college. So I had a 3.7 and I decided to uh, essentially drop out of school because I read the books. I read the books of the Bill Gates. I looked at research, the P. Diddy's and whatnot. I looked at the Malcolm X's, the Martin Luther King's. And I said, yo, I'm 20 years old. I'm making money. I'm interning for the mayor. I'm on the same route as them, man. I really don't need school. So I stopped going to school. And the whole reason behind that was because I really thought I, I, I knew the game. So fast forward to homecoming 2011, right? Right. I, I put up $35,000, bro. And $25,000 was my money. $10,000 was some investors and some other people's money. And when I say my money, that was cash, that was loans, that was credit cards. So I put it all in. And you know about homecoming, bro. Yeah, I used to plan that joint. That's where party promoters make the biggest amount of money. And it's a huge opportunity. But the story got weird that um, I had a party Thursday, banging party. But I, I worked with some other promoters that I didn't really know about, but I trusted them. And... Okay, I didn't see nothing from it. So Friday came, another bang out party. And I said, I know at the end of the week, we're going to cash out. I'm going to cash out. Another party. Saturday, another party. And then come Saturday night, right? We in the room. And I see some promoters from D.C. in the room. And I was like, I, I ain't never seen these guys. Because we brought Raleigh. That was fresh off the success from Lotus Flower Bomb. So we had him at the club. And we, we had a great night, great night. I said, yo. I'm about to make a killing, man. Like, this is what I dreamed of my whole life, having a lick where I might make 50000 60000 I'm paying off people, and this is my next step. And working with the wrong promoters, not looking at the contract details, to make a long story short, um, I lost all that money. Wow. And that was a critical part of my life because not only did I lose my money, but I lost other people's money. Mm-hmm. And... Um, after that, that's when that's when my depression hit. Like I'd never been hit like that before in my life. And um, I went into hiding because I was like, people were looking for me for money. I didn't know what to do. I never had that kind of situation. So, I mean, I went a whole month. This is right after I got face of the campus. I didn't leave my apartment for a whole month. Like I lost 18 pounds. Um, I had over 100 missed calls, uh, a couple hundred text messages like, Greg, where you at? Like I just went off the face of the earth. And there was a point I remember till this day where like I'm 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 in the kitchen. I had a Chinese roommate, he wanted home, so he had a lot of rice. I ain't had no money, so I was eating rice and I heard this knock on the door. And I'm already shook because people looking for me. I look and I see my mom, my godmom, right? Yeah. And they're knocking on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, I can't open this door. Like I haven't talked to them in a couple months. I'm I look crazy. My mental space is just really weird. And they're like, Greg, I know you're in there. Open up. I just want to see you. And they stood there for five minutes knocking on that door. And I sat there on the other end. It was like, kind of like a movie. And I'm sitting there. I'm crying. But I couldn't open the door because I didn't want nobody to see me. Wow. And like, I, like I, I just hit rock, rock bottom. And this is the same year. Like everything. I put everything into this. My whole life and soul into, into this parties entertaining others and putting others like I remember on the phone every night everybody was like Greg why do you do this man I said man because I want to empower others to know that and this is at 20 years old that you could do anything and I said if everybody on my team if they're they're succeeding and they're doing great and I fail I'm okay with that and the, and the crazy thing is I wished that into existence and, and it came where when I was I had nothing left 
But every my team, they was living life like everything was good. And I was devastated. My GPA was trash. So um, it ended up taking me three years to do four classes. That's why I, 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 I was supposed to graduate in 2011 with you. I didn't graduate till 2014, technically. Like, I just got my degree in 2016. Like, I just got my degree a year and a half ago. So that's a little bit about my story and what kind of drove me to, to and, but the thing is, and, and we're about, about to get into it, um, what would I tell myself five years ago? I would tell myself, be patient. Yeah. Like, the biggest thing, be patient, because if you do the work, and your sole focus is on the work, not about your ego, not about what people think about you, not about the money, not about not about even your own goals and ambitions. Just take on, like, do the work, be patient, and own the day. Like I tell everybody now, just own the day you're in, then everything else is going to manifest, man. So if I had to tell myself two things, it would be do the work, do the work, own the day, and be patient. Yeah, man. Wow. That's a very powerful, powerful story, man. Um, a lot of people don't understand that it's individuals like us that go through the worst tests. Just like when, like I could picture it now with you sitting on the ground and people still looking for you because what was what's funny is I, I always knew that you was like one of the faces on the campus. And I asked somebody while I was in school, I said, where's Greg Hill? I haven't I haven't seen Greg Hill in such a long time, and I and I and I ended up asking people like, what happened to Join Me Entertainment? Like, where did Greg go? Because you you were very very influential on the campus, and you didn't hold not one SGA or SUAB position, and I was on the other side of that. Like I was I was the SGA VPA and everything, and people knew me and. The, the thing about it is people never know what we're going through. And my, 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 my sentiments or my words to myself now that I know would be take your time and understand what's going on and, and enjoy the now. Because a lot of us, we, get, we, we are so bombarded with all the work, the investors that we have to impress, and making the money back that we forget to enjoy now. It's crazy that I started joining me. We just want to have fun with my bros, inspire and, and wear cool shirts and do things that um that I just wanted to do. And it turned into I didn't I didn't love the parties I was doing. I didn't and it, and, and I didn't love any of the success or any of the good stuff. I never said, Wow, I got a hundred interns and they're all working and, and achieving their dreams. They got something to put in their resume or wow, I got a, a couple hundred people to come to a party, come to a, a live open mic, or we we got a thousand people to go march to vote. I was always like, I was pissed. Like, you know, I did I did uh join me at the polls. Yeah. And I had we had a couple hundred, couple hundred, almost to a thousand people march to the polls. But instead of me really reflecting on that, thanking God for it, uh thanking people like yourself and others that promoted for it. I was pissed. I was like, yo, why didn't we get 5,000? Why didn't we get the school? I was always angry about what 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 we didn't weren't weren't able to accomplish because I was on this American mindset about goals, pushing yourself, pushing yourself, pushing yourself instead of just being grateful for, for it, man. So, I'm glad that you brought that out and I just want to make sure that cuz I think this is the perfect episode 
this is going to be one of the most honest and raw episodes ever because people see, and that's why I have to, I have to share stories like this because people see now I'm speaking at high schools, I'm speaking at colleges. Um, they see the Instagram, they see this, and I don't ever want them to get it twisted like cats didn't have to go through certain stages and cats still don't go through certain stages to it. Like I'm not one of them cats that just wear suits and it's like, yo, I try to act like everything is cool or I'm the best guy. No, 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 no. We do. I know I do what I do. And honestly, I do want to ask too, because I know we may have talked about it on this podcast, but I want to ask you a question too, Travis. Like um, during your time at NT, because you had a lot of visibility what was like your rawest moment where you had the, you had a lot of doubt crept in and you thought you couldn't make it? Uh, whew. my joint made national news, man. Um, I was I planned the concert that had Gucci Man as the headliner. We had Waka Flocka. Drake. And what year was this? Make sure make sure the audience know what year because this is this is critical. Okay. Um, in the year two homecoming two thousand nine, I had set up a concert with uh Gucci Man. He was gonna be the headliner because I knew what the Greensboro community wanted, and I knew that homecoming was more so for the community, and Aggie Fest was for the students. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. so what my goal was, it was to make as much money off a booming concert so I could take care of my students for Aggie Fest. Uh, so <clears throat> we had Gucci Man. Drake was supposed to be a part of it, but that was around the, the time that Drake uh, uh, broke his ankle for mm -hmm. for some reason. Then just listen to the lineup, bro. You got you got Gucci Man, you got Drake, Waka Flocka, Nicki Minaj, Trey Songz, the FLY Boys, which is Swag Surfing. Fabulous mm -hmm. was gonna come. Um, who else? Carrie Hilson, Mario, and that was that was it. Like that concert mm -hmm. in itself, bro. When you listen to those names, it was gonna shut the whole entire city down. And oh nine, like that's that's everybody. Exactly. And I was gonna, I was about to pull off one of the most epic concerts in the world, but. One of my 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 president of SGA went on went on um on the news and said that Gucci Man was gang related. He promoted violence. He promoted this. He promoted that. And Chancellor Martin decided to take SGA's name off of the concert, and that killed me, man. Because within within. Uh, three weeks, we had already sold 5,000 tickets. Like, mm -hmm. that was crazy. And for them to take the name off of the concert in which I created, it just put me in depression, bro. Because I was always that student leader that wanted to serve for the best, the best for my students. And I wanted to make sure my students were good. And I always wanted to do right by everybody. <clears throat> so, with, with with this situation making it to a media takeout, to world star hip hop, to all across the, all across the campus, all the 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 A T register, my phone blowing up, and this around the time where I'm going to <clears throat> I'm going to Atlanta to see my queen get crowned as Miss HBCU. She plays first runner up 
or whatever. But as I'm going to Atlanta, I got to deal with this, man. And it just put me in so much depression because now I'm representing 11,000 students and 11,000 students are looking at me like, Travis, what you going to do? And I still remember, still remember that to this day. And I'm the first VPEA that ever brought BET Black College Tour back after a long time, you know? So like I, I had everything set up, but for everything to fall in my face, that just, that, that killed me, that did it. And I want to I wanna allude back to your statement in terms of you were mad at what you didn't have. I, had, I, I came up with a quote yesterday about that. I said, um, stop stressing yourself over what you don't have, and you're blessed to not have the stress that comes with it. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So... Mm. Even when you had hundreds of people or thousands of people, that's what you needed at that time because that's that's what you was built for. But we as people, we always want to push, push greater and greater and greater. And having five thousand people, you would have had to have more manpower. You would have had to have more logistics rolled out. You would have had to have more of this, more of that. But but you was able you was able to still pull it off. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So yeah. <clears throat> we have to we have to take the wins. We have to take the lows and the highs. Because the 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 beauty of everything that we do is we know how everything how we want to envision everything in the beginning. But once it starts starts building up, we have to make those proper adjustments. And sometimes we're not ready for that. Well, now with with all that being said, and and thank you for being um, honest, transparent, and just telling people the true and genuine, uh, telling people about the true and genuine Greg E. Hill. So we didn't get a chance to to answer the question that I asked initially. So I guess <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess I guess we'll do that now. How did you discover your talent? Everybody's very self-aware, but a lot of times we're self-aware of our weaknesses. Because if you ask somebody, uh, like if you ask yourself, you're an audience member, ask yourself, what are my strengths? And don't just say hard working or something like that. Like if you really ask yourself what your strengths, a lot of y'all that's listening probably wouldn't be able to tell yourself. Mm -hmm. But if I was to turn it around and say, what are you bad at? What are you weakness at? Oh, you'll be able to spout it out. Because, you know, society, our parents, our teachers, we we tell everybody so much about what we're bad at, what we need to improve on, all this other stuff. But when we say what are we good at, we're so vanilla, like, okay, um, good job on your test. What did I do good on my test? Or you were good today at school. Or I love you, son. Why do you love me, dad? Why do you love me, mom? Like, I've never asked that question. My mom has never, I love you, great because X, Y, and Z. So that is, it, and it's crazy because... If you had those confirmations while you're smaller, I love you because you say X. I love you because it is. Then you have that confidence growing up. So we have so many broken individuals right now because nobody t- ever told them what they what, what what they're good at. Nobody told them why they love them. So I mean, luckily I've had it in my mind. I told myself why I love myself. I told myself what I was good at, and I manifested it. But I mean, I challenge everybody out there to really sit down and reflect and realize what their strength is because that's what's going to lead them organically to their purpose because you can speak to it. Your passion changes over time. Yeah. 
Like I, I there's no there's no I can't give you the cheat code what your passion is because it might change. But your strengths and your core, that's something that 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 a higher power, whatever you believe in, put inside of you. And you just have to keep experimenting and creating in order for it to come out. Exactly. And it's funny, I attend Elevation Church out here in Charlotte, and our 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 pastor, uh, Stephen Furtick, he has written a book called Unqualified, um, and it's basically how how God uses, you know, I'm always talking about God, man, um, mm-hmm. how God uses, uses broken people to do extraordinary things, and within the story, it's a section that says, I am. A lot of people, like you said, they always put negative words uh, behind that statement. I am. I I am a bad student. I am a bad mother. I am a, a, a bad speaker. And it's always easy for us to point out our negatives. But when, when, when it comes to God, God says that he's none of those negative things. He's, he's all the good that's that's all he wants us to know so we have to start saying i am a fortune 500 a ceo of a fortune 500 i am worthy of achieving something i am um i am qualified you get what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. when you speak when you speak good or when you speak great things into existence they usually manifest itself and our lifestyles kind of kind of come from the foundation of our tongue and and, mm. and what i mean is what we say usually happens so i definitely i definitely agree with everything that you're saying and that's a great perspective to have so thank you for all that my brother uh mm-hmm. thank you for your background and letting the people know who you truly are and just to put the icing on the cake with that just I want people to meditate it on this. Like this is the power of realizing that that it's March twenty third, two thousand sixteen, right now. In March twenty third, and I'm just being honest. I'm an honest guy. That's my gift too, transparency. I don't care about because I I, I I share whatever. March twenty third, two thousand fifteen. I was I was sleeping in my car. Like I was sleeping in my car because uh, some certain things that went down. I mean, my apartment. My, my parents were paying my rent. It was cool. But I was sleeping in my car because I didn't like even looking in the mirror. I got into another depression. That's a long story short. But um, I have chronic stuff with that. But I didn't want to look into the mirror. So for months, I was sleeping in the car in the dead of winter, North Carolina, sleeping in my car, sleeping on my talent, sleeping on my ideas, sleeping on my purpose. And then in a year's time, through 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 a lot of things, through working with the church, through working on my craft, through um, self-assessing and seeing what my weaknesses are and, and saying I need help. Now look what it's like. I mean, we get, if we're doing a keynote, that's 15 to 2,500. If we're doing the podcast, we got over 11,000 downloads right now. All this stuff. And a year ago, I was nowhere near this. I said a year ago, I would never speak again. Like I was done in the public figure, done in a profile and just me kind of just saying I need help and continue to get better and better and better. And in a year's time, now we're rocking and rolling and there's no looking back. So, I mean, I just want to kind of share that small testimony too for those that, okay, I hear y'all, but it is what it is. Like, nah, 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 this is serious right now. You can turn it around instantly, but you just got to just got to focus and believe it. Like it's the power of the tongue. It's the power of the tongue, man. So my bad, Trav. I just had to, I had to share that a little bit just to, just to, just to keep it a hundred on this podcast. Hey man. And 
as we're talking tonight, bro, like we are, it's scary. And we, every time we talk, bro, it's like we bring the best out of each other. Like, like for real, for real. Um, little do people know that when it came to the, some of these trips that, that I've taken, like going to Atlanta or any other uh, out of out of state trip, mm-hmm. I've had to sleep on the side of the road. Mm. And I'm not embarrassed about it at all. I didn't have the money to get a hotel room, but I had my dream. And sometimes I had I slept in the in the blazing heat in Savannah, Georgia before. But I had to do what I had to do, man. And those those things are called sacrifices. It's sacrifices that we have to make in order to invest in our future. And it's just so amazing, man. But but you see, everything we've been through, which is going to lead us to the next uh, aspect of, of this interview, mm-hmm. every everything that you've been through prepares you for today. Now, we're at the present as the aspect of the podcast where we talk, where we speak about the present. So, so Greg, mm-hmm. question to you: What advice would, with with the success that you've had from high school to college to now, what advice would you give to people just starting their brand? My advice is to before you even start, three things. One, when you say my brand set. In your head, what do your what do you want your brand to look like? Like, what is your brand? Like, everybody's everybody's on this brand movement now. Like, I want to start a brand. What a brand! So, all right, if you started a brand, what what is going to look like? What what is it? And if you can't tell me what it is in one word, then um, or a couple words, then you got to reevaluate. And then the second, once you have your brand, look at your social media profiles, look at your life, mm-hmm. and to say when when those words come to mind. Does that reflect or how can I make it reflect? Like I meet people every day. I want to be a dancer. You look at their profile, ain't nothing about dance. I want to be a speaker. You look at their profile, nothing about speaking, nothing about adding value to anybody's life. Like I I made a shift kind of like three years ago. I said, man, I think people are getting me confused. I I don't think people realize like where I came from because it just Instagram, it just wasn't connecting. So I said, this is what I'm going to do. Every time I post, even if it's a cool picture, instead of having a rap line or a lyric, I'm going to post like a real testimony, a real story about that moment to, to get people to kind of understand where I'm coming from. I did that a couple years ago, and slowly but surely, people started to be like, yo, this Greg, we, we speaking that real. And then also, I said, I want to be a speaker. Like, I, I am a speaker. First of all, I didn't never, I never used that. Well, everybody say, I want to be a speaker. Everybody's a speaker. You just go to schools and speak. Like, not, it's not no want. But if you look at my profile, I got pictures of me doing what I do. On the name, it says I like what I do. And then I have pictures involving on it. Everybody say, I want to be a speaker. Then call up some schools and be like, hey, here's my message. How can I help? So, I mean, it's like, okay, one, you identify what your brand is. Two, you have to look self-assess and see, A, if I look on social media, could people tell what I what I want to do? And then B, it's like once you're looking at that, assessing what does my life look like? Because that's the biggest thing. And when and I want to stay here real quick. What does my life look like? Because um, if if anybody follows me a year and a half ago, I quit my job and became a speaker. And what 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 transpired was 
after six months, I got a, a television feature. Um, I was able to write a book and that sold relatively well. But I stopped speaking for a year because my life stopped aligning. Like I stopped, I, I, I couldn't speak to kids about doing this stuff and I wasn't living it. And you know, when you're talking about something, you're not living it sooner or later, you're going to get exposed or your conscience won't let you do it. So if you, for all those out there trying to be a brand and whatnot, being a brand, honestly, in the age of social media has got taken out of context. Your brand is just who you are. Exactly. Like, th th at the end of the day, we talked about this earlier. Like, social media is cool and whatnot, but even as HBCU Pride continues to change the culture, reinvent itself, y'all focuses on who y'all are, connecting with the people. You can't fool anybody, so don't try to be a brand of this. Be yourself completely and live it. Like, I live motivation. I live empowerment. I live personal development, and that's what my brand. That's why it jumps off the page. So you can't cheat the brand system, and I want you kind of speak on that too. Because I mean, I think this brand thing has gotten taken out of context a little bit. Um, but what I would say, I definitely agree with everything that you just said. Uh, one thing I want to add is, uh, <clears throat> Curtis Walls always told me, you always have to have a why. Um. And why, meaning W-H-Y, why do I want to do this? Why do I want to start a brand? Why do I want to uh, make this a part of my life? And when you're, when you're beginning a brand, sometimes it makes you want to give up because you may not see that profit from it. You may not see that it's impacting people. You may not see uh, the progress that you're making because you don't understand how to, uh, how to quantify or qualify baby steps. And with, with building a brand, like you said, it has to be you. HBC Pride Nation is me. Uh, I have a team that works with me, but everything that you see us do as HBC Pride Nation, it's like a lifestyle or, or a part of my life that I've been through. Um, so so that, that's, that's definitely true. And it's too many people out here that's trying to that's trying to create a brand, but have yet to understand who they are as a brand. If you're not ready to fail, you're not ready to succeed. And mm. that's the, that's really the first step in developing a, 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 so with everything that you do, um, with your perspective and with you being able to do this every day, I know there's been several times where you wanted to give up. Um, so can you give, can you give us a, 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 a time where you wanted to give up? Living time would be in the launch of this podcast. Cause, uh, if anybody has been following this podcast, I recorded all these episodes in 2014. Like remember I recorded your episode Trav in 2014 when y'all had like 13,000 followers or something like that. We all just, y'all, y'all, y'all started, but you weren't where you are today. And the reason why I didn't launch it because I was so nervous because some of the people that I reached out to were uh, farther ahead of me as far as in the, in the in the space. And I had a little bit of insecurity. And plus, I was like, man, all this doubt crept in. Like, man, what if I, I put it out there and nobody listens? What if I put it out there and nobody cares? Like, what if I only get like 20, 30 plays? And I sat on the idea for almost a year and it almost didn't go out. Like I had all these episodes and it didn't go out. And then one day I thought about it, man. I was like, man, honestly, 
I don't know about this podcast thing. I'm just going to leave it to somebody else. And I said, Greg, you you just got to put it out there, man. Like, you, you got to practice what you preach. You just wrote a book. Have confidence in yourself. And at the end of the day, when you said, like, go back to your why. Like, why are you doing this podcast? Are you doing it to have a billion subscribers to blow up? Or are you doing it to encourage whoever chooses to listen? Mm-hmm. And once I realized, like, Greg, you're being selfish right now because you have so much amazing content that people gave their time. And not only their time, people gave their life to their craft in order to get to the point to be able to share a story. All right. And you're just going to sit on it, bro? Like, come on, man. And then I said, all right, let me boss up. I reached out to everybody before I released it because, it, to be honest, everybody was at a whole different place than when I first did it. Like, yeah. everybody in a whole different place. So they, you could have easily been like, yo, gee, I, I ride with you, bro, but I'm at a whole different place. I don't need you to share that with the audience because I don't want them to get us twisted. You could have said that. And I would have to live with that. But every single person was like, yo, I believe in your vision because I built up credibility. I built up credibility. And they're like, I believe in your vision. And we were able to launch the podcast in November 25th. And now we're looking at over 10,000 um, downloads. Next season, we got five people that's on the Forbes 30 under 30 attending the podcast. We got a, a lot of other big guests. And it's all because I embraced the fear. And it took me a long while to, 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 to move forward. Like, it took me a whole year, but I eventually launched it. And um, and I, and I kind of what you said the last time, the importance about building a brand, you almost got there, is I stopped looking at the play button. I stopped looking at the hits. Like, we get real confused looking at hits. Yeah. And it's like, nah, don't look at the hits. Just put out the music. Like, you know people that, because it, it's not really a quote, it's a mantra. Like, if you... Or doing something you say you love and you don't blow up from the world's perspective doing it and you quit, that means you never loved it. Exactly. You ne- you never loved it. You love the fame. You love the uh, you love the attention you would get, but you didn't really love that. So I had to look. I was like, yo, I love communicating with others. I love sharing other people's stories. I don't care if it never People don't listen to it. I mean, I would like to, but at the end of the day, that's not that I can't control that. You know, we can't be I you can't control if somebody buys an HBCU bride um sweatshirt or whatnot, or somebody likes a post or somebody shares it and you ask. You can What does a typical day in the life like for you? It looks like a old, old man. Oh man. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, bro. Like I get up every morning. At either 3.30 or 4.30 a.m., wow. I get up, um, I read the good book, and then I immediately write 500 words. So, because I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I wrote my first book, my second book's coming out, there'll be an announcement soon, but I'm constantly writing and working on my craft. So, I write 500 words, and then I, then I start on my thrive list. My thrive, it's a to-do list, but I don't like the word to-do, I don't like that verbiage, so I changed it to thrive list, yeah. and it kind of goes step by step about what what my day is going to look like and now as i've realized in order for me to really be productive and add value to my business as well as be creative the first half of my day is focused on creative tasks and the second half of my day is focused on working on my business so i mean when i'm locked in i'm on airplane mode i'm not texting i'm not tweeting i mean i'm just i'm, I'm locked in i have planned out what my day is going to look like and i execute like I, that, that's what I learned. I mean, you can't just work, if you, especially if you want to take things to the next level. It don't just happen. 
haphazardly. You have to plan your day. So studying the benchmarks, because that's another cheat code for branding. Like a lot of stuff I look at when I got into podcasts and I say, who the top podcasters out there? John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneurs on Fire, Pat Flint, Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Bill Simmons. I looked at their podcast. I looked at how they organized it. I said, oh, let me implement what I'm doing to them. Who are the top bloggers out there? Oh, Michael Hyatt. Oh, Marie Forleo. Oh, Lewis Howes. Like whatever industry, whatever brand you're trying to go, you have to look at who's the best at it and see what you can implement to do that. So that's kind of allowed me to kind of be ahead of the game. But my days are always varying, but in that day, I go to bed at like 9 o'clock, 9.30. So, I mean, it's a pretty full day. I know the, the biggest thing is it's a routine. I do the same thing every single day. I'm a robot. It's organized. You are you a human? <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm a human, man, but I just know that, <laughs> I just know that, like, my purpose is so crystal clear now through through everything that I've been through, 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 through depression, through homelessness, through all this stuff. My vision is so crystal clear that I have to do it because there's people that count on you. Like, that's what I realized. Like all the times I was off the grid for a long time. And you could talk to this too. Like there's people that count on your presence. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's not just me. I tell this everybody, everybody like, oh, wow, that is deep, Greg. You do do this. Like, no, I don't care who you are. And there's people that count on you, the listener. I don't care if you don't have no brand. There's people that count on you. And if you don't bring it every single day, every single day, then somebody is going to be missing out. That could be the day that if you don't say hey to that person, that, that person can commit suicide or that person could say something. you Just because you didn't say hey could can set off a trigger of events that change the course of life of somebody else. And this, is gonna, this, this might bother you a little bit um, coming from me. You just said commit suicide. Um, little do people know, man. It it goes it goes into everything you just said in terms of people depend on your presence. About six or seven weeks ago, I thought about committing suicide because I felt like I was failing and everything. I felt like I wasn't I wasn't manifesting into anything. I felt like my life was stagnant. I felt like I had so many burdens on my shoulders and. When I started thinking about that, man, something just came over me. I said, too many people love me. I've impacted too many people's lives. I have too much more to do on this earth. And I literally wanted to go drive in front of an a, a 18-wheeler and just get hit. Because what we do, what we do, Greg, it's overwhelming. Everybody isn't fit uh, to do what we do. Um, and it's just crazy. Uh, one of one of my great friends came and told me, Travis. They said a powerful prayer for me, and said, Travis, you are one of the greatest warriors of God that I've ever met. And they they said people depend on your strength, even when they're weak. And 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 it it all just clicked all at one time, because people never understand they they understand the image of us but they don't understand who we are they don't understand that sometimes we are weak too man and and it's it's hard for us to one at, at one minute oh i'm in my weak state and then in the next the next minute 
oh, I have to be Greg E. Hill, the author, the motivational speaker, the, the culture change agent, or I have to be Travis Jackson, Mr. HBCU. You get what I'm saying? So, like, it's it's so it's so powerful, bro. And I appreciate that you developed this podcast because some of some of the you've had quality, nothing but quality and excellent people on your podcast and people that people look up to. So it's great that you did this. So what's the biggest reason why you decided to um, do this podcast and how did you find everyone? Man, um, first, I'll be remiss not to acknowledge um, that testimony. I hate to to bring because you know everybody know I'm turned up, but I mean, I just gotta acknowledge that moment with what you just shared, and um, and just to personally say, man, like you, um, we're to the point where you gotta hold, you gotta, you gotta really believe, man. Like I know we talked about it, man, but whatever, and we're not gonna talk about it on this podcast, but whatever it is that you feel like you're not doing, just you, you. Man, you mean a lot to a lot of people, bro. Like, I know you, you people have sold that before, but you really do. And you got to remember that, man. Like, if you if you ain't here, you ain't Travis Jackson, man, the, the good and all, the good, bad, and the ugly, then, like, your team, all these students, like, you know how many students that send you these questions, they're talking about HBCUs, and you connect them with resources, all these trade shows and conferences you go to, connecting people. And, and to to all these things, man. Like, if if who who else is gonna fill that gap, man? Like, who else? And this is just the beginning. Like, you haven't nowhere near. I remember the day we was in that library. We was talking. Was like, yo, remember? I was like, I, I don't know. It was like finals time for you, but you didn't know. I, I wasn't even taking the finals because I quit. I dropped out of school, but you was stressed out about graduating on time. And I was like, yo, you asked me something. I was like, bro. Um, I ain't we ain't I ain't hit the pinnacles I plan to reach. Like yep. I forgot what that conversation was, but um, we, I just want to say that's when we was at that that panel discussion, and yeah. I hosted it. You was on the thing, and yeah, man. So that I'll say that. But the reason I started a podcast was one first there weren't enough of our stories being shown on in the podcast arena. And two, there wasn't that many people of color there. So I was like, yo, I can be one of the first here. Like, it was really cool with it. So I said, yo, I got to jump in, share my people's stories. And that gives me an opportunity to connect with influencers and add value. So instead of me just going to Zim from Traveling to War, hey, Zim, can I just pick your brain about your business? Nah, 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 nah. Let me, let me pick your brain, but also share it to thousands and tens of thousands others. Or going to somebody like, hey, yo, Trav. Can I just talk to you about something? Let me share your story with thousands of others. So that was a, one of the main reasons. And the, the most important thing why I do everything now at an early age, I'm only 26, is to inspire others to do the same thing. Yeah. Like, I didn't I didn't do this just so people can clap on the sidelines and like my Facebook page, like my post, share my things, and be like, Greg is the man. No, because guess what? This was the most, the most happy thing about this. Ever since I started my podcast, around like six or seven other people that I know have started a podcast. Ever since I started, I wrote my first book, around four or five people have been working on and published their book. Ever since I, and I ain't even talked about, ever since I started summer camp with, um, with, my, with my brother Kendrick Dowdy, there's been three other people that started this nonprofit in summer camp. And I, and I was there to help them every part of the way because 
I'm not just trying to reach a level and not everybody else be there. Right. And I don't know if I told you. Uh, I I think I told you. I had my own my own um summer camp out here. They call it summer programming, um, out here in Charlotte now, up under the YWCA, and at wow. school program. And now you didn't tell me that, bro. Yeah, and I was gonna reach out to you because I need ideas for summer camp. I need you to come work with some of my kids. It's kindergarten through fifth grade. Um, it's the YWCA. Bro, say no more, bro. We're gonna say we're gonna say. So thank you, Greg, for 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 everything that you've been saying. This has been a very very real conversation, and I'm sure that the listeners are just sitting there in awe, man, because they don't they're starting to realize that. There's more that goes behind the image of who we are, and that's our story. So now we're going to kick it up a notch real quick, and it's a new segment that a podcast that said, that asked a simple question, what would you do? So, Greg, mm-hmm. two quick questions. What would you do if you are a professional that wanted to quit your job but didn't know your passion? Oh man, great question. One, I wouldn't quit my job. <laughs> two, <laughs> don't do that. And then two, I would volunteer at as many organizations that I think that I would like to do as possible. Not and not saying weekly volunteers. I just stop in daily, volunteering or reach out to organizations. And see what it looks like. Say if I want to be a speaker, I'm gonna volunteer at a school and speak. Or say if I want to be a a strate- uh, um, do strategy, I'm gonna reach out to some startups or some people online and say, "Okay, hey, can I do some pro bono strategy?" Or say if I want to do X, whatever I wanted to do, whatever industry I would do, I would volunteer in first to get some experience, and then I would build up, save some income, of course. And before I left my job, I would really have a funnel to see, okay, what would I like to do. Um, and stuff like that. And I would read information. Information changes situations. I would do, like, I am a biggest proponent of just research, the cold, hard research of experiences, doing the work, but also reading up on the things that people are doing and the spaces that, that are out there. Because I guarantee whatever passion that you have, somebody's out there making a living doing it. And what you need to do is connect with those people. Yeah. Yeah. Called networking. Yeah, you have to intentionally network. And I mean, don't be afraid to send emails. Like I send emails all the time to people that are big meeches, but I'm to the point, man. It is what it is, man. Everybody's only one one email away, one LinkedIn message away, one like away, one one uh one poke away. So yeah. Yep, yep. So now for for um a college college sense. Mm-hmm. Or ma- matter of fact, life in general. If you lost everything and had a thousand dollars in the computer, what would you do? One, I would go to WordPress and buy a theme and make a website that would cost me to hosting would be seventy five. To buy a domain, eleven dollars. That's eighty six. To buy a premium WordPress theme, a responsive premium WordPress theme, that's forty. So that'd be like one twenty six. I'll probably spend $100 on Facebook marketing because Facebook marketing, when I tell y'all, y'all can talk to me offline, hit me up, um, which is key. $100 on Facebook marketing, and I would sell a service. I would have a service, set up a page. I, I do branding. I do resumes, and I speak, and I would just put, I would I would buy a camcorder, 
uh, they cost like 250 off Craigslist and I'll record video after video after video of me speaking about branding, about of all this, showing my talent, as well as I would host a webinar. I would host a webinar giving away free information to enroll people in a course I created with my with my video camera, whatnot, and just generate my own business. Okay. Great answer. Great answer. So we've we've heard about where 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 you come from, being in Riverside, being in A and T. We've heard about the stories, um, things that have broken you down but built you back up. We've heard about uh, your why, your purpose, but we haven't heard about where you're going next. So, and and my question is, what's what's really next for Greg? Let's talk about that. Oh man, that's a <clears throat> that's a huge question, and and let me let me say it let me say it over. What's next for Greg and the Minority Trailblazer podcast? Mm, great question for the podcast season two. We're gonna create a lot more engagement with our audience because the audience has a lot of questions. Yeah. And due to the fact that I pre-record all the podcasts, I can't get all the questions into the audience that there's a lot of the guests beforehand. So we're working on some workshops to to facilitate that connection with our guests so that we got say if we got and like I ain't gonna spoil no names, but we got some big people coming on. You have questions. We can have that live Q&A and have that, that dialogue. As well as the production of the podcast, we're adding some intro music, we're adding outros, we're stepping our production game up. And the biggest thing we're adding to the podcast, and uh, I'm just going to say, get ready for November. November 2016, we got some amazing stuff planned, some live in-house stuff planned. It's going down in Durham, North Carolina. A lot of great people in one place, and it's going to be a life-changing event. But yeah, just continue to be consistent. We're going to bring on, not say better guests, but um, a lot more guests in different industries. And we're just going to continue to uh, to share positive messages over the podcast. That's where we're at. Okay. For me, per- for me personally, man, <laughs> um, I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. May 20th. I haven't done any f- official promo promo for it, but I'm releasing another version of my book. Remember your genius again. And it's going to showcase the story of my life up until this point, all the gritty details that I've stuff I haven't even shared in this show, but also what it looks like after your first initial success. Because a lot of authors, they write a book and it's like they write off into the sunset. And my last book, that was when I first quit my job and I thought everything was going to be peachy. I just got like a TV show. I was just got a feature. We were selling books, whatever. And then six months went by and I was back in the same rut. So I'm sharing what happens after success, but also some principles, how to continue to build yourself back up. So that's coming out May 20th. So that's next in that round. And I'm actually going to be going on a on a 50 city tour from September. No, from August to November, just speaking every single day at high schools, middle schools, colleges, showcasing the book, then really getting my reps in in that realm, as well as uh, doing some series in Durham, cultivating like different change agents in the city, 
doing some educational consulting. So I was working with North Carolina Central University on some things um, with their summer programming and their business department. So I'm in a whole lot, lot of spaces I'm, I'm right now. But the most important thing is continuing to keep the same routine and create the blueprint. That's why I didn't. We didn't give so many steps on this podcast because honestly. I put a lot of steps in the blog. I put a lot of steps in the podcast. I'm easily accessible. You can reach out to me if you have any questions. I do charge, but you can reach out to me. And um, yeah, and okay, but, but long term, what's the whole goal and the vision? I mean, you're doing all this stuff, Greg. It's cool, but 2017, I will begin my MBA. I'm starting an MBA school, and I will eventually. I want to get my PhD because I want to be a college professor, maybe in a dean of a university. I'm not sure, but. I really want to be able to teach students, but I'm one of them guys that if I teach through experience and stuff, I don't teach through books. All yeah. this, when I speak, I'm not speaking seven habits of highly successful people, all this other stuff. I speak through experiences. So I want to be one of those professors that can really say, this is, I did X, Y, and Z, and here's how you do it. And I want to lead the whole culture. Like I'm a culture change agent. Culture change agent means and you're a culture change agent as well. That means we're shifting the whole culture. I want to let everybody in. Like nobody will will should have an excuse that I didn't know. Right. That's my that's that's what that's what we do. So um, I'm so excited about the future next year, year and a half of myself speaking, podcasting, writing books and all. But I'm excited about the future to have the opportunity to really learn. Like people think like right now, I think I'm the stuff because I, I get paid a couple hundred, couple thousand to come speak. No, 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 no. I want to continue to build down levels. I know I have so much more I have to learn, so much more I have to grow, and I'm just excited, God willing, that I see the next couple of years and be able to kind of continue to educate myself. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, first I want to say congratulations on everything, man. Oh, man. No, I I, I received that, and I appreciate that. It's Because you've, you've come a very, very long way. Um, And I know that people still remember you, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's whether it's uh something significant. But at the at the end of the day, man, like my 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 main goal is to make sure kids know that they're greater than what they see on TV and that they can make it. And when I when I leave this earth it was it was something that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said via videotape, and Coretta Scott King played it at his funeral, and he said, "I don't want to be remembered for the accolades, or the or the rewards, or the awards. I want to I want to be known that, that I did right by people at the end of the day, and that I pushed myself to the limit to love people. So now my question is." What is, what, when it's all said and done, what do you want Greg E. Hill to be remembered as? Honestly, mm, two things. The first, to be completely transparent, a legend. <laughs> like, I'll be honest. From, from ever since A&T, ever since high school, I always wanted to be a legend. I always... I had a chip in my shoulder, maybe because I'm dark skinned, <laughs> but I always wanted cats to know that I gave it every single thing I had to make it into 
share with people that they really are a genius. Like at the end of the day, I give my life to this. And I think that's why me and you are so similar because I give every single thing I got to what I believe in. Yeah. Every single thing. And I just want people to to be convicted with that. Like when I de at my, my funeral, when cats are reading my eulogy, to of course, oh, you can shed some tears, but to 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 understand and be impacted that I attacked every situation all in. My failures all in, my successes all in. And that I just I, I achieved and I utilized every drop of potential that God allowed me to have. That's good, man. That's good because we're we're only still here because God wants us here. So um, that's good. That that is great. And I, I I can't we we the listeners. I mean I'm not a listener right now. I am. A, <laughs> um, I can't I can't wait. And I know the listeners can't the listeners can't wait to see when all this comes to fruition. So now let's get to my favorite part. Of the Minority Troubles podcast, the culture change round, and it has to go real fast, okay? And you know how okay. you, you know how you do it. You got three to five minutes to answer each question. Mm-hmm. So, you ready? Yep. What is your favorite book and why? Um, the Power of Positive Thinking. Okay. Why? Oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> Because it it just totally reframed my mind about I have a choice every single day when I wake up, either I'm going to be excited and enjoy life or I'm going to be depressed and miserable. And you have to make the right decision every day. Okay. If you were the president of the United States, what is the first thing you would do? The first thing I would do is I... And I and honestly, I feel bad because I, I'm copying this from my earlier guest, but it, it makes so much sense. I would throw a cookout. I would throw a cookout for the whole country. I would have it in DC, um, bring out all my vendors from all nationalities and whatnot, have a section for high schoolers, have a section for college people. It's not like exclusive invite only. No, we just gonna have a big cookout and I'm just gonna be get a chance to meet the world. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have it's gonna be all day. I'm talking about from 4:30 a.m. when I wake up, we are gonna be having a breakfast and we gonna eat and party and have a great time. 8:30 to midnight, we just gonna have a great time, get a chance to meet the whole country. Um, probably turn it into like a South by Southwest type feel and just just showcase everybody. Yep. That's dope. Um, what is one of what is one of your personal habits that you that can be attributed to your success. I don't let anybody define my reality. Woo! God, you gotta mm. you gotta go deep into that one, real quick. Um, yeah, man. I just I do not. And nobody puts limits on me. Nobody tells me I can't do anything. Nobody tells me that's too far fetched. I just I've always been able to tell myself what I think I should do. And of course, with, with God, sometimes God don't co-sign on it, but I've always the guy to be like, yo, nope, write a book. I'm going to write a book. You don't got no publisher. So what? Or sell, sell sodas. Oh, I'm going to sell. So what? Podcast. Okay. I'm going to reach out to X, Y, and Z. We're going to do it. Like, I do not let anybody define my reality, my potential, or what I believe I can accomplish. Okay. And the one I want to I wanna hear more than anything is, what is the best piece of advice 
what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? To be so busy improving yourself that you have no time to criticize others. Boom. Thank you, Greg. That's for our final thing. And the question is, Greg, if you could change one thing about society, more specifically, the African-American community, what would it be and why? These are some dope questions. Man, it's crazy, man. Like, if I could change one thing, I would enlighten our culture that they don't have to change. And it's like, okay, Greg, you trying to be deep, bro. Like, where you going with that, bro? You trying to be too deep. But I think a lot of times the problem is one of the issues is that we're trying to change too much. Yeah. of what, Because our core identity are survivors. Yeah. We came up from slavery. Like, like let's be real about things. We're, we came up through hundreds of years of oppression right. to, 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 to get out of slavery, to get the right to vote to get the right to go to school, to get the right to have a job, to get the right to own a home, to get the right to all these things. Mm -hmm. And now it's like we, we, we're we changing. We're getting so cool or we're getting so like needy for certain things, but we're naturally survivors. We're naturally go-getters. We're naturally determined. So we don't, we, we, we're changing too much. We need to get back to it, get back to our pride. So that's why HBCU Pride Nation is like, it means so much because pride, like, excitement like integrity strength that's what we are so i would I would love for us to stop changing and start going back to where we to where we are as kings as queens as change agents because each and every person is a change agent wow that is so true this was a very great conversation great and i i honestly appreciate you for creating the Minority Trailblazer podcast and bringing you to the table and being able to uh, jump out on faith. You are really, you are really the, the true depiction of what it means to have faith the size of a mustard seed, man. And you're like, not, not to brag or boast or boost your head up. A couple of days ago, I was running and I got to I got to mile five and then I got to mile seven. And I don't know if you mm. saw it on Instagram. And I was like, what's up now, Greg Hill? Oh, you ain't tagged me, bro. Oh man. And <laughs> and I just want you to know, like, even us as the greats, bro, like you inspire us all the time. And I, I just I, I could just speak for myself. Whenever it comes to being in your presence, I used to be intimidated to be in your presence. That's crazy. You would never know that. Uh, no. Because, because I would always feel like, oh, I gotta have everything correct. I gotta be on point. I gotta, I gotta just be like, oh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm Travis. What's up, Greg Hill? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but this is only the beginning for you, man. And and as long as you know that, everything else will fall into place. So how can the people re how can the people keep in contact with you and find out more about you? You can find me. I blog. I write all my good stuff at greggyhill.com. You can email me any questions you have, any suggestions. If you want to be on the show, sponsorship, whatever, greg at greggyhill.com. That's my email address. Snapchat, Gregory E. Hill. I'm on Snap. Be snapping away. 
Twitter, Greggy Hill, Instagram, Greggy Hill. And honestly, I'm here to I'm here to share. So you can reach me on any social media platform. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating. And yeah, man, like I'm, I'm we here, man. I can't wait to share season two. I got some powerful guests on the show. I can't wait, honestly, in the future to do more collaborations with Trav once our schedules align. Like uh, there's so much synergy and I, I, I got to make sure we do more work with my brother, man. So, oh, this is a relief. Season one is almost officially done and get back to the grind, man. You know it. I'm Travis Jackson, CEO of HBC Pride Nation. Y'all have a good night. And shout out to the culture change agent, Greg E. Hill. Thank you, brother. <laughs>